1: Welcome to this week's edition of the Geekly podcast, Geekly Roundup podcast. Uh, I don't remember what episode this is, and I looked, and I think we're just doing dates now because nobody can remember. So anyway, this is going to be for the twelfth of July, uh, twenty fifteen. Uh, as always, we have three of us here. It's me here today, Mark Fu, with David and Lauren. Say hello. Hey there.
0: Call me Ellie, fellas. Sure. And good morning. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah.
0: No, this is amazing.
1: So it's very <laughs> early for David. It's not so early for us, but we're ready to talk, and we might have a fight.
0: <laughs> yeah, we might. There's many things hey. for us to
1: fight over. One, David has stolen my my uh, title belt f- for uh, podcasts. That's right. I've got Mark Fu's streak belt. Yeah, I broke the streak, and then and then the streak. W- like I think the streak broke. And then you guys did one without me, and then we did. We had one week where nothing happened. I think because of like Comic Con getting ready, basically. So this is the this is the rubber match right here.
0: All right. Who wants to start this off? <laughs>
1: Who wants to talk about some 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 shit? Oh, I'll go first. All right, go.
2: So the Iron Giant is returning to theaters this fall Iron in Giants. a completely remastered edition, and honestly, I nearly crapped my pants simultaneously with my brain exploding when I saw this. I loved the Iron Giant as a movie. I, when I was a kid, it was amazing. It was, you know, it looked retro, but it had all the feel, it had all, like, the emotion and feeling of a really well-done animated movie, and that kind of 50s retro look was just beautiful, it was beautifully well-done, and... Just the character of the Iron Giant was so cool. The the emotional attachment and relationship that this boy forms with a sentient robot is just awesome. It's really like a boy and his dog. And yeah, the fact that the movie's coming back has just made me very very
1: happy. I I think the Iron Giant might actually be my favorite um, Vin Diesel movie ever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's right. He is, that's how that's where he got his voice acting chops. I mean, yeah. Now he's now he is famous for I am.
1: I'm iron giant. <laughs> yeah. So Oh no, my I out. actually which is not a slight against Finn Diesel. I, I, no, I love no, the guy too. But uh I just I really like this movie. I watched it I think when my 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 brother's like 15 years younger than me, so I watched a whole bunch of kid stuff, and I was like, oh, we'll put this one, it'll be nice for him, and I think he didn't care about it because he was too young, and I was like sitting there weeping, <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm glad to see that's coming back as well.
2: Yeah, so you know, you're definitely going to want to put this on your calendars, apparently, because it's going to play a special engagement at 7pm local time on the 30th of September, and then... It'll apparently have an Encore presentation on October 4th in select theaters across America. Fathom Events will announce the theater lineup and tickets details next month. So pencil those dates in on your calendar and just pay attention. And when it happens, go. (laughs) Because, honestly, if you have not seen The Iron Giant, you've more or less been living under a rock. I mean, this... I honestly think this is one of Brad Bird's best films. And... You know, after this, Bird went on to direct The Incredibles mm-hmm. and Ratatouille at Pixar, and
0: well, and, and you know, it's an access and, to and a right whole now, new generation. And, Not just living under a rock, some of these people are too mm-hmm. young for Iron Giant, and now they can experience it for the first time. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, there's there's bound to be people out there who just had no idea it was a thing because it came out when they were two.
0: Yeah, you know? but
1: I
2: mean, if you had older siblings, you know, you're, oh, this is a movie that you know kids probably. But got some at don't. <laughs>
1: there are people fair out enough, there. Fair enough. There are people out there who might have assholes for older siblings. Okay, you got to think yeah. about the assholes.
2: <laughs> I, I know what America does I'm, assholes. I'm not gonna. I'm not
0: gonna say anything. Uh,
2: America, uh, fuck yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway, yeah.
0: No, it seems like movie theaters are kind of. Um, they're they're doing a lot of like showing the remasters and there's I don't know I guess it it may just be here we have a theater called Studio Movie Grill which is a movie theater and a uh, dining experience all in one. The food's phenomenal. Um, but, like, they, oh they're going to be amazing. showing Iron Giant. They're showing, like, a bunch of remasters, or, like, they have Retro Night on Wednesdays. um That's Like, awesome. I think twice a month. I just went this week and watched Bring It On, because <laughs> <laughs> why not? Um, Where's this place? And, like, it's in Georgia. Oh. I don't know. I will actually Google real quick if they're in other locations. It's um, a great idea. I know my
2: mom went to it's, a theater like this in Texas in when she went to Austin and she said it was like one of the coolest things ever. Like there's tables and chairs and you you know, bartenders will bring you drinks and there's food and then you they throw a yeah. the movie on the big screen. Uh, uh, why is why has no one places yeah, done um, this yet? A theater with real food.
0: And this uh, actually there are two in California. Where? In S- Simi Valley and Rockland.
1: Way too far away from me. I don't know where those are <laughs>
0: Um Central let's see Valley. they're in Arizona Arizona, California, Florida, Georgia, Illinois, uh, Indiana, North Carolina, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Texas. Wow, okay. Shit ton in Texas. I guess that's their home base. But um they're also even showing um upcoming they'll have the Dragon Ball Resurrection F movie. What Which Yeah. So they show anime? So Yeah. Huh. And uh and so I my my fiance is very, very into Dragon Ball. I am not, so she's going with our friends. <laughs> but yeah, like they they show all sorts of stuff like that, and it seems to be a growing trend in movie theaters. It should so like, be. Well, it seems like they they've got that growing trend of just like you know showing things outside your typical uh, blockbusters and whatnot. Like they're delving into the weird and the classic yeah. and stuff like that. I think they've they've the, they've
1: started to realize that uh they have to diversify their offerings cuz they have these multiplexes yeah. that they build and then they're like uh, okay yeah we can fill 3 of those maybe consistently. What do we do with the other 5?
0: Well yeah, and that's that's the thing with um with there's another theater that shows like a bunch of retro stuff and it's like a ticket to a modern movie, you know, right. averages about $13. Yeah. Which, the movie theater makes none of that money. You know, that's just, that's, they make their money purely off concessions. So, when they have a retro movie, they only charge $7. Right.
1: yep. And then they make a whole chunk is, of
0: Which is, yeah, which is really awesome, because, like, it, I don't know, it seems like something that you wouldn't expect for them to charge cheaper for a retro movie, and then you show up to get your ticket, you're like, oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm.
1: You mean I get two tickets for the price I usually pay for one?
0: And I get to watch a movie I already know for sure I like. Yeah, seriously,
2: <laughs> you know, and like out here, like at least at the theaters that I've been, that I can go to out in California, you know, they have the Fathom Events, which is w- w- the group that's hosting oh, yeah. the Iron Giant. And you know, they've shown. I've never actually gone, but you know, there have definitely been. You know, sessions where I have wanted to go see some of those movies, especially some of the older black and white films that they're showing. I mean, they showed redone versions of Gone with the Wind, they showed Ghostbusters, Back to the Future. I mean, movies I really just, I mean, things I should have gone to and I just kind of forgot and never went to and never kind of followed up with. But I mean, Fathom Events yeah. does do a good job when they're actually going to put together some of these older films. I mean,
0: some of the other stuff, like I'm actually the opera, pulling up Fathom like Events website. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, mean, I don't know, they do like opera stuff and I'm like, eh, no, <laughs> not feeling it, but you know, cool.
0: Oh my god, the I gotta I gotta respect a company that I clicked on their events for the month of July and there's Mendez versus McGregor Live <laughs> and then The Impressionists and then Sharknado Two. <laughs> that's a
1: that's a company that is not sticking to any one specific thing right there. Exactly. That's
0: a that's a company. Oh, this is the company that's doing Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F. There you go. These these are the people. So yes, go see. Apparently, it's Frieza and gets Real, I don't know. Um. So I
1: I believe that's the. the, What's the uh, website
0: for Fathom Events?
1: Uh, it's
0: fathomevents.com. Oh, there
1: we go. The impressionist Apparently,
0: they're having a they're having a grease sing along, which I will have to do. (laughs)
2: Double indemnity. (laughs) 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 Huh Well, there we go. We, got, we just gave it a Ooh, free Oh, and to Psycho. What Psycho? Psycho is when are they showing Psycho? September.
0: September. September. When? Same as Iron Giant. <gasps> uh, September twentieth and twenty
2: third. I'm buying tickets. That's it. I need to see Psycho in theaters. Yeah. I've never seen Psycho. I need to go. Really? Oh shit! Dracula double feature. Which Dracula? The Mel Brooks or the Christopher Lee? I'm clicking it's...
0: it. It's <gasps> Bella Lugosi.
2: Bella Lugosi. <laughs>
1: Original 1931 guys. English Divorce. and Spanish versions.
0: You know what's funny about the Spanish version is they made the English version. That was the primary film they were making. They made the Spanish version at the same time. Because back then you couldn't just do, like, overdubbing of other languages and subtitles. Mm-hmm. So the regular Dracula production would film all their stuff. And then the Spanish production would come in at night with the same sets and film the exact same scene. Really? Really? With different actors, yeah. I did yeah. not
1: know that.
2: That's nuts.
1: That right. that well, would actually uh, be worth watching twice in a row just to see.
0: Now that you've brought yeah, up... Yeah, see all, like, the little differences and nuances?
2: You know, now that you've brought up Bella Lugosi, though, all I can think about is Ed Wood, the film Ed Wood, when, uh... Oh, and, yeah. You know, it was just Bela Lugosi... Uh, who was it who played Bella Lugosi? What's the actor's name? The, the guy who played Bella uh, Lugosi freaking out uh, when he, uh, someone says, you know, he loved him when he was Karlov's sidekick. Yeah. <laughs> God love, sidekick, fuck you. <laughs> and all I can
1: think I, is I'm Bella pulling... Lugosi is dead. Because um... apparently I'm old and Bauhaus is my thing. Who knew? It
0: was Martin Landau. Martin
1: Landau. That's who it was.
2: Martin Landau was great in that He's movie. So he does a great job. He does such a great job as as Bella Lugosi. Oh, Landau's such a great actor.
0: Uh... <laughs> He really is. Oh, okay.
2: I mean, that more or less, I, I, all I can say is I am I am now going to pay more attention to Fathom events. Cause yeah, clearly. An Iron Giant and, you know, this Dragon Ball Z thing does sound awesome, even though I'm not a huge Dragon Ball fan. But, you know, I may have to go see it anyways just because, you know, for shits and gigs. But uh, I, it, I'm ready to pass the baton if it we're seems ready to move like, on.
1: It seems like a, a Dragon Ball event, you know, in a theater with a bunch of, of people who are really hyped up to see it would probably be fun. You know, just to to see yeah. if the crowd is 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 like grunting and and ah along with the with the people on screen, not the people and to
2: see who shows know. up in costume.
0: Oh is... yeah,
1: for sure, someone's gonna wear a Frieza costume.
0: Oh absolutely.
2: Though, oh god, speaking of Frieza, did did anyone see that picture of um some guy dressed up as Frieza, and they say how free? What they say it's a good reason why Frieza doesn't have nipples, and like Frieza having how the image of Frieza having nipples changes everything. No. It's a disturbing image. I don't know. It was. It, it really is. It honestly. was bait click. It was bait click. No matter what, no matter how you look at it. And I went and looked, and I thought my retinas were, my eyes were gonna bleed. I thought I was gonna have no retinas. My eyes were gonna bleed, and I was gonna be blind for the rest of my life. Really?
1: It was. It was
0: very yeah, I, weird. But I, I, I will say, a good pellet cleanser is to uh, see the cosplayers that did Swag and ball Z. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> it's. It's like. It's, a uh, Swagtastic Dragon Ball Z. Let me find oh, it. Oh,
2: no. No, 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 no. Don't tell me something like this exists. It's,
0: it was at Momocon, which, um, which I was in attendance at this year, and I normally don't go, but the instant I saw them, I was like, you know what? Everything was worth it for Swagin this Ball moment.
2: Z. Oh, God. I'm pulling it up on YouTube, and I'm looking.
1: An original short film. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh God.
0: It's, <laughs> it's like four minutes long, so. I'm, I'm uh, just kind
2: of like clicking through it. This is this is nuts. <laughs> the guys with the grills. <laughs> yep. Oh my God. Goku
0: has like this badass grill.
2: The guy did. The I mean, guy's it, hair is awesome. And they
0: had. The, well, and what I love is they did way more than than just the uh, regular. Um. What you do is it. Like, they didn't just do, like, Goku and Frieza. Like, they have a full fucking cast. And then making it rain? Yep. He's got, like, a Dragon Ball on a gold (laughs) chain.
2: (laughs) This is nuts.
1: Why is mine still loading? Load. (laughs) I'm missing out on it all.
2: Oh, no, and they're rapping, too. Yep. That's nuts. That's hilarious.
1: Now if you if you do a uh if you That's do a, a search cool. for swagon ball, you can <laughs> there's actually some other thing on, on YouTube which is just a bunch of people who look like they're drunk wearing stupid wigs. <laughs> so oh God. that is not what we were talking about. If anybody out there is trying to Google no. along with us right now. No. This is actually You gotta people
0: look for at, Ball Z. Yeah, Oh At no! MomoCon. <laughs> they actually
2: have—I I, believe—they have a Facebook page. I believe so. It's, it's like ma- it's called uh, "Magic City Murderers." The Swag Series, swag and Ball Z*, will be up soon for download in full. Amazing! If you go to Magic City Murderers, I, this is the first link that popped up on Facebook, and uh, not on Facebook on uh, Google for me. And I, I was just like, "Oh God." This is not. I, this is kind of not. And they have Princess Leia in the slave in the slave costume as they are like. Oh wait, no. That's a music musician band, Magic City Murders. I guess it's the it's the group that did this. But it's it. That's that's pretty, ridiculous. that's clever. That's clever.
1: Dragon Balls.
2: <laughs> Swaggin Balls. And he dude.
1: has. Oh, the dude. The dude who's. I don't. Know if, I think he's Goku. He has a. He has a uh, Ghostbusters tattoo on his arm. I feel like <laughs> no. I feel like that's a natural segue here. I know you were going to hand <laughs> go off the it. mic, but
2: well, d- well, that, this is like my secondary story, hey, we can right? go there. Yeah, do it. So, uh, for my secondary story, I guess we are going there. Is that uh, Paul Feig actually not is a- actively supporting cosplayers by putting out his um the the prop proton pack and literally putting out not only. Plans of measurements, like actually taking it and me- and showing like how long each piece is and what the diameters are and all the measurement specs, so people can build their own. But he's actually showing he took an actual finished one and labeled it and told everyone and basically said, "This is what this is. This is what this is. This is what this is." So when you have your proton pack, you can actually talk about it and you know be all knowledgeable. Yeah. And I, I'm I just thought this was one of the most badass awesome things a director could do. It's smart. I'm I'm all about... And just actively embrace the community that is going to, you know, go nuts over this. And, you know, oh, God. Uh, Paul, someone's, what is... So there's a, something, It's smart. Like, just straight up.
0: Like... No, I got distracted. I got distracted
2: because uh, the Mary Sue has another article tied The comic book resource has something posted from the from the Mary Sue about Paul Feig saying female Ghostbusters backlash was violent. Oh, yeah, Ghostbusters backlash is the most violent misogynistic shit I've ever seen in my life. So slightly off topic, but I I don't want to go there. I'm having too much of a good thing right now.
0: But I will say, like, I I do love that um, the cost, and I actually talked about this uh, on my days till dragon con that cosplay is being taken so seriously these days by the companies that are producing the things that we cosplay mm-hmm. that it's it's such a smart move like if you get involved in Borderlands at all and the Borderlands community like the Borderlands website the actual website for the game you go there is a cosplay resource section which is like, awesome it's, and, it's the most obvious they,
1: genius thing to do
0: it is, and there's, um, you know, they'll they put up the full renders, the 360 degree, because also, you know, it's cell shaded, so they have like right. up close of like, you know, the satchel that's strapped to someone's leg, so you can get all the details right. correctly and draw the
1: lines in the right and place.
0: I think that's part of what has led to the brand loyalty for Borderlands, is because that's the first game company that I've seen take such an active stance of loving their players and their audience, you know by being like, "Hey, we know cosplay is a thing. Here's everything you could ever need. We support you. Let us know if you need anything else." I just kind of wish
2: BioWare it, would come out and do
1: that for Mass Effect. It doesn't make Dragon sense Age. for people not to. Like, I remember there was there's a whole bunch of articles like in the last 2 years or so of, you know, such and such professional at, you know, Comic-Con. Or whatever, saying, you know, it's all uh, all these people coming out and cosplaying and stuff and they're not real fans and we want people here who will actually like pay attention to us and like are here for the actual, because they want to like know more about the product and they want to buy stuff from us, not because they're here to like stoke their own egos. And it's the stupidest thing ever. It's free advertising, yeah. it's the most loyal fans ever because they love it so much that they want to spend all this time and money building these costumes or whatever. If you think those people are just going to be building costumes and then wandering around and they're not interested in the actual products for the stuff that they're building, you're an idiot.
0: Yeah, you are genuinely an idiot if Literally, you do not yeah. understand that. Like, cosplay is expensive as fuck, it takes massive dedication to want to spend all your free time to get putting it, this right. together. Yeah, yeah. And, and when you do it, especially like, like I have gotten more people into black sales by working on my black sales costumes and people being like, Oh, what's this for? It's for black sales. It's the best show on fucking stars. Why don't we turn it on? We're going to watch it. Yeah. And I lo- you know, like, and I love then black sales. telling people like, yeah, it's, I currently have Jack and Max in progress and I'm shopping for stuff for Anne. Um, But then, you know, you want to pull people into your cosplay group. It's like, hey, we're doing this group. Why don't you do John Silver? You look just like him. Oh, you haven't seen Black Sails? Here, watch it. You know, so one person becoming a rabid enough fan to want to cosplay it gets more people involved. Mm -hmm. Plus, their advertising. I didn't even know about Borderlands until a friend of mine um, who I met through cosplaying something else actually cosplays Handsome Jack. And she's the best Handsome Jack I've seen. That's awesome. And... And I was like, this costume is badass, what is this? And she was like, oh, fuck, you haven't heard about Borderlands, time to play a game. (laughs) See? And she got me into Borderlands, and then I got Nikki into Borderlands, and we've gotten other friends into Borderlands. You know, like, her one costume spawned maybe 20 more copies of the game being sold.
1: So there you go. All you professionals who are out there who are listening to this, fucking get your head out of your ass. Support cosplay.
0: Yeah.
2: I have some friends.
1: Not to
0: mention, like, not to mention what games putting out those resources...
1: Oh, yeah. You You already had them. Just can publish them.
0: You have... (laughs) Exactly. You have the concept sketches. You have the model renderings. Just post them. And you have a website
1: already. Like, it's not like it's an extra effort for you to go and build a website. Just add a section. Exactly.
0: Like, there is literally no effort involved in you supporting cosplayers and it creates brand loyalty I, and like for how well gearbox has treated the borderlands community gearbox could put out a game i don't even care what it is i'm gonna buy it and support them
2: <laughs> i agree and i mean like in terms of like free advertising there my i have a friend who dresses up as a uh, nathan drake from uncharted mm-hmm. uh, every con he goes to it's one of the costumes he rocks other than his uh halo gear he is he dresses up as an odst but he he put a picture up on his page on his Facebook page and on his Twitter from Comic Con where he's on stage with the voice actress who does the voice of Laura Croft, and it's this is what happens when Nathan Drake meets Laura Croft, and she's got his gun and he's got his hands up, and I was just like D- there is no better advertising for both of those games right then and there, and my friend you know my friend exactly. actually does kind of look like Nathan Drake, and I was just like and he he, he got the harness right and everything I'm just like oh my god this. It's nuts
0: i'm I'm linking you guys to the uh, section of the borderlands website where if you scroll down a bit it's got the cosplay reference guides
1: borderlands the game yeah uh...
0: yeah you scroll down they've got um, janie springs they've got scav moxie jack Nisha uh clap- they've got a claptrap reference guide, for Christ's sake. Like, that's not even a wearable costume, that's a prop you gotta make.
1: Damn it. I haven't been to this site. It it has the age thing. Am I old enough to get in? I am. Yes. I passed. I passed.
2: (laughs) Fu, I firmly I seriously doubt anyone could I seriously doubt anyone could believe
1: you're not old enough to go to this site. (laughs) Uh... Wow, yeah. Icons. And they have it broken up by games.
0: Whoa. They've got they've got Angel from Borderlands 2, and then everyone else from Pre-Sequel. Um, I hear tell that they're going to add more, but I mean, like, this is... And it's a full PDF you can download. It's just a file that's like, okay, you want to do Moon Moxie? There you go. You know, and that's the smartest shit and they're that easy any render. company and, can do.
2: And it's not. Yeah. And it's easy to get and the renders are great too. It's yeah. very cool. I mean, like Athena Supporting Tech your community too?
0: like that? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's just baller. So supporting the cosplay community <laughs> literally costs you nothing and will yield gigantic financial results. Like, it doesn't make sense to not do it.
1: Now I just want to look through all these pictures. Look what you've done. You've ruined the webcast. Mark, <laughs> Mark, yes. don't
2: get distracted. Remember, there's your championship belt you need to consider.
1: <sighs> yeah, that didn't... That's not... That's no. not gonna, no. Not going there? All right, let's see here. Let's talk about something else, then. So.
0: Speaking of games... Sure, <laughs>
1: speaking of games, let's talk about... Oh, boy. Lauren? Or Ellie? Final
0: Fantasy Seven. Final Fantasy Seven Remake. Hooray! Oh. So many feels. Eh.
2: Don't even start with me. Oh. Just don't even start with me.
0: I, I feel the way about FF7 that most people feel about legalizing marijuana. Like, just fucking do it so people <laughs> shut up. <laughs> uh, Cause, I... Because yeah. honestly, like... Final Fantasy Seven was fine, but I'm fucking I'm sick of it. Like, I'm so sick of Final Fantasy Seven.
1: I'm just gonna come out with the bold stance I always come out with Final Fantasy games is that I don't like any of them. <laughs> I March actually the- I <sighs> actually kind of fucking hate them all because they drive me crazy and I always feel like constrained by their stupidness, their soap operatic. How dare oh, they not crap. be a sandbox game? I want them to be at least not even just sand. Like you don't have to be a sandbox, but I just I want them to be more. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, just, I, well, I want more input.
0: For uh, for as much as I could give, less of a shit about the Final Fantasy remake. The thing that I do like that they're doing is that they came out and said that it's not going to be the identical game. It's not going to be like Final Fantasy X, where it was a remaster. This is not a remaster. This is a remake.
1: And honestly, like, that's. That. You have to do that. Because I remember playing Final Fantasy VII, and there were things about it that drove me crazy then.
2: Yeah, I'll agree to that.
0: Yeah. Right? Like. (laughs) For all the nostalgia. Well, and the thing is, like, this is. Well, it's like. This is a very long game. It's a game that has a lot to it. If you played the exact same game but now with voices and pretty graphics yes some people would be happy about that but i think on the whole people will be pissed and but by the same token this is going to piss off people even more yeah because i think a lot of people are going into this expecting the same game and it's not going to be the same game this is a remake but now they have come out and said things like we can guarantee that cross-dressing cloud will be in the game so I was like fine because that was like Damn the well only thing I liked be. about it. <laughs> um, but i I do like that they're that they're actually taking the time to remake it as opposed to just porting it because that's the easy answer. Add some voices and update you know like just remake the exact same game you already have the script. Um, so I for as much as I probably will not play this, I couldn't give less of a shit about it. I think it does show some uh, some intelligence on the part of Squeenix to actually update the game, not just do a simple port. You know, actually uh, make the game. How, how do I say? It? The Final Fantasy VII fans are going to come for me anyway. Um, <laughs> there was a lot of stuff in the original game, you know, just like plot holes or things that could have been fleshed out or just cheesy. You know, and with remaking it, you kind of can update the story to have matured with the audience that's going to be buying the game.
1: I wonder, yeah, I wonder how much they're going to do. I think it's smart of them to do this because um, as much as they, it's actually kind of classy of them in some ways too. But um, as much as there's like a huge load of people who are literally just like all the time, you need to remake Final Fantasy VII. We want it, we want it, we want it, we want it. It would be really easy for them to just say, okay, sure. And update the graphics, and throw it out to the people, you know, and they'd probably clean up. But there actually seems yeah. like they're taking the time to try and make it a better game at the same time. Maybe by the yeah. time they finish it, maybe I actually will want to play it, and I won't, you know, claw my eyes out and headbutt the walls repeatedly. I don't know. It could be. So,
0: well, I'm so I'm as, sure someone in my household will purchase it, so I'll wind up seeing it. As the Final
2: Fantasy fanboy, I guess, on this on this podcast, I'm as much as the inner nostalgia from high school wants to come out and, you know, yell at both of you, I will rein it in and I will say, Mark, you're lucky that Mike is not on this podcast to yell at you and say Final Fantasy 6 is the greatest Final Fantasy that was ever made and then have me start yelling at Mike saying, "No, it's Final Fantasy 7 and 9 that are better than 6, that are better than 6." And just not that argument is not happening. Though Mike will probably I- yell to know. I'm end. a fan
0: of 10, so I'm used to getting shat on. Anyways. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> For some reason, 7 is the fucking holy grail, <laughs> and I don't get why all the games are nice in their own way, and I like 10, and yet I get shat on more than the game that won't die.
2: I, I agree. You know, you you have a point, Ellie. And I'm you know, honestly, I like, I I like Final Fantasy
0: i I probably would care more if this remake was just like the only thing that they've done for Final Fantasy VII, but this is gonna be like the seventh yeah. game.
1: They did yeah, like they did the movies, they did the the reissues yeah
0: for for any of my tokusatsu followers that listen to this, it's the common rider deno of Final Fantasy. It's like, oh, hey, we got a new game in the series and a new Final Fantasy Seven thing. Like, shut the fuck up.
1: I don't, I don't know what that is, but for a second there, I thought you were talking about Tonkatsu, and I was, and no. I got hungry.
2: Common Rider is like the beetle guy that rides a motorcycle.
1: Yeah, I know it's the whole Power never, Ranger sort of thing.
2: Yeah, never got into that, but it's, I, I like the fact that... it's good. I like, the but. Button. I like the fact that the Oh no, I was just going to say
0: Deno was Deno's the Final Fantasy 7 because like I guess that was one of their more popular seasons and they know like oh, well we can make a new season of the show and then throw out a Deno movie for easy cash. <laughs> right.
2: That that I can understand. And I'm honestly again, I'm honestly in agreement with both of you on the fact that they're remaking it. I hope they go back and fix some of the plot holes and some of the mechanics that adult me you know real sees and, you know, really kind of made the game almost unplayable, especially just like the movement mechanics in that game were awful. Yeah. And, I mean, what made it so awesome, and I think what has made, what, you know, separated it uh, permanently from the rest of the Final Fantasies was that when it came out, it was, the way it it was put together, like the graphics, the visuals, everything about it was amazing. And I think it being the first to do that is what, Stuck in people's minds. And then, you know, people are always kind of looking for that same kind of blockbuster production or whatever, that same thing that captured them. And I think eight did that. And for a lot of people, nine was kind of middling. And then ten was just, you know, it was the next technological leap, but people were not looking for that. And, well, okay, yeah.
0: to defend ten, to defend ten. That's fine. Go ahead. The, the, I think the reason that, For me, why I connect with Ten as much as I do is because that was the first Final Fantasy with voices.
1: Yeah. I can see that. You
0: you can develop this weird attachment, like, when you read text on a screen, you know, same as reading with a book, you can get emotionally attached, but something about, you know, hearing the heartbreak in Yuna's voice when she talks about the sending, it did so much more to me than any other Final Fantasy because there was that verbal connection, you know, hearing the heartbreak, hearing the pain, you know, hearing the joy, being able to to actually, like, hear these characters as opposed to just reading it because whenever you read it, you narrate it in whatever tone of voice you feel like narrating it in, you know, and it... And that's part of one of the things I think will be good about Final Fantasy VII is getting voices, and I think that's going to piss people off because of that internal narration. They've got their way that they think that quote went. Oh meant. yeah,
1: and not only mm. that, but like, oh, that's not what I ever pictured, or I imagined Cloud to sound like, or...
0: Yeah. Tifa has a voice and that's
1: that high? I always thought her voice was lower.
0: <gasps> yeah, and... But that's why that's why I liked Final Fantasy X. You say it was a technological advance no one wanted, but I... I've always thought it would be cool to hear the characters talk, and then with Ten, that's why I got emotionally invested in it the way that I did was hearing them. that makes sense. And hearing, though. hearing the inflection in their voices and everything, it pulled me in more than anything.
2: I think you know, and I think you're right. I mean, I I never played Ten. I don't honestly. The little I did play at a friend's house, I just found Waka and Titus annoying as hell, and I couldn't get past that. Um,
0: you have you have to watch you. It's it's a game very similar with Final Fantasy VII. You can't just plop in at one point. You have to take the whole journey. Yeah,
2: I. If I were probably to sit down with a PS2 and play it again, I'd probably get into it and say, you know what, you're right. Well, now you can going. sit Buy down it.
0: with a P. Now you can sit down with a PS4 and play the remaster. I don't have right a
2: now. PS4. I have an Xbox. So there.
0: Hell yeah.
1: Oh, so you're gonna miss the wonder that is Blitzball. Uh, who cares about blitzball?
0: Okay, let me tell you about blitzball because <laughs> I have, I have such. Okay, no, I have such a deep love of Final Fantasy X, and I used to run an anime convention. Okay. And in our last year, because um, I knew that it was going to be the final year of the convention, I was like, you know what? We're pulling out all the stops. We're going to do everything that I ever wanted to do and didn't know how to plan it. And so that year, we played blitzball. And we did a <laughs> real life blitz ball. We had a pool that was, you know, it was a rectangle, so it was good and even. We built these goals out of PVC pipe. Um, we took a volleyball and painted it to look like the blitz ball in the game. We had uh, we had all the teams, and then we had people cosplayed as the coaches of the team. So like we had a Ject who was the captain of the Xanarchan Abes. We had a Tetis that was the captain of uh, the Besaid Orox because we didn't have a Waka. Um, (laughs) We had, uh, I was the captain of the Albed Sykes. We had a captain of the Luka Goers. You know, and it essentially was rugby in a pool, and I thought maybe four people are going to play this. You know, it'll just be us at the pool. We'll have fun. We'll be silly. No, like, we wound up, each team had eight players, and (laughs) we had to, like... On the spot, like invent some legitimate sports rules. (laughs) So we're like, we're like googling like soccer and rugby and basketball and like how things that were cross platform and rules and like you know when the goalie has the ball, no one may touch the goalie. The goalie will place the ball back and play. And we had a tip off, and you know we're playing like the music from the game as we're playing. People got fucking intense. Really? I have I've never seen nerds get so physical. Yes, oh, I will find it for you. We have to let, put
2: this on the Ace of Geeks website. You have no idea. This ha- we I, have to put a link to, vid- to the video in this in this podcast.
1: Agreed.
0: Let let me let me see if I can find it while we're talking. But people got so intense, and there's some gorgeous photos of it. I did not expect people to get so into it, and that's like, I just thought it was it's, so cool to it see. It is though, and and it was just like, oh my god, because. People were coming out of the pool, they were bleeding, like from <laughs> hitting because they were tackling each other and they were hitting like the edge of the pool, which was concrete, or just like accidentally scratching each other. They had bruises, they were bleeding, and they would come out of the pool with their team and they were just like, Fuck yeah, look at goers! Woo! So were you and doing this in a dry I, pool or was it full? It was full. It has oh, to so be full, you were right? swimming the whole time. Swimming. Yeah, okay. Everyone was swimming the entire time. That's awesome. It was it was insanity. It was so amazing. Oh, I found I found a picture um, from my captain of the Luca-goers that I'll just send to you guys while I'm looking for the video. Um,
1: that's yeah, so now...
0: But yeah, it was it was so much fun, and that's one of the things that I will forever love about geek community. Like is we just kind of did this on a whim of like, fuck it. And we wound up having so much fun and people were so intense with it and went nuts. I mean, like, I have never seen people- There is a picture somewhere of the girl that we gave the MVP trophy to where she came up out of the water to spike the ball over the goalie's head. <laughs> That's like, awesome. It was the most turned up shit <laughs> I've ever, ever seen. This is pretty intense. Yeah, it was. Oh my god, it was so cool. Like this. And this this
1: is something that has to come back. Apparently, (laughs) you need to start a league, Uh, blitzball league.
0: We actually we started a league, (laughs) and um, then just we all had adult jobs and things and Uh, couldn't uh, do as much
1: with the league. Being adults ruins. But yeah, we.
0: We did so much that year. Like we had um, Mark Musashi, who is um, he's well known for being a motion capture guy and stunt actor. He did a lot of the Tokusatsu, the Kamen Riders, but then he was also the motion capture for Bayonetta. And uh, he actually taught a martial arts class. Like everyone got up early on Sunday morning and learned martial arts. That's <laughs>
1: badass. Clearly, we need you to to organize the uh, the first ever Ace of Geeks Con
0: clearly <laughs> clearly
1: we just need to get you know funding uh, and a sizable enough audience that would actually be interested yeah and uh, come on mike
2: mike would have to increase all of our per diems from like a penny to actually something worthwhile <laughs> what you get a per diem oh uh, yeah
0: i would Oof. i would legit play blitzball again for no money just because it was that much fun like there you go i would do this for free just because the the fans and everything were were everything. They were total life. Like what I thought was going to be just a few friends playing basketball in a pool turned into a legitimate sport.
1: Right. And people actually and, went for it.
0: And it uh it made me think of um the what do you call it? The um fucking the quidditch league. Right. <laughs> um the the live action Quidditch like I kind of giggled about it at first until I watched some people play and I was like, this is some legit athleticism here.
2: I have a friend who plays; it's pretty awesome. I feel,
1: I feel like uh, this is all very very timely considering that Comic Con's going on right now. We should yeah. We should find out if there's any any sports nerd sport leagues going on right now at Comic Con. Somebody look into that. Do we have a? We should get an intern that looks into stuff like See. this. How do we get an intern? Anyone? I've, no.
2: I, isn't that I, Isn't that what Schmucky the Golem is for?
1: All right.
0: Uh, I'm I'm googling, nerd sporting events.
1: In the meantime, all I, though, all I'm
0: getting all I'm getting is uh, professional gaming.
1: Boo. Boo. Boo indeed. All right, let's and fantasy let's football. completely switch topics then and just, I I if if I can, I want to take a moment to address the New York Times. Okay. <laughs> so the New York Times has an article this week about gay comic book characters breaking stereotypes. And they titled it POW! Gay Comic Books Characters Zap Stereotypes. And I just want to take a minute to say hey, New York Times, just because something has to do with comics doesn't mean you have to put like POW or BIF or whatever in your title anymore like literally that hasn't been a thing since the 1960s version of Batman. It's okay to just write a a title that's about comics. <laughs> no one will I'm, be upset.
0: I'm I'm reading this article and I feel like this article is like 10 years too late. Yes.
1: And that is one of the reasons like, why I want to talk about this article is that it's really like it's it's highlighting okay, yes, yeah, some things that are currently happening um and and talking about how midnighter has his own comic series and how the population of America has changed and there's there's more gay in content in everything and how comics are are well DC comics specifically here are more uh on that page but it really reads like like hey have you ever known a comic book do you remember those things if you're you know some like 60-year-old person who is like a baby boomer maybe that's because that's Maybe that's the New York Times audience or whatever, but this really sounds like a postcard from, like, the 60s or something.
0: Yeah, like, this whole article... Oh my god. It's just... Oh my god. This... Like, I'm reading it and it just... We'll have to put a link to this because I I could take this apart paragraph by paragraph. But... I'm personally taking issue with uh, uh, Mr. Jimenez, um, one of the artists from Wonder Woman and Amazing Spider-Man, saying, Once you grab them, they're loyal customers. No. I'm still gonna critique your fucking comics. I'm a comic fan, and I am happy for representation, but I'm still going to critique you on it. I'm not just going to be loyal just because you put a gay character in a comic book. If that was the case, I'd still be reading DC. And,
1: <laughs> and the other thing that miss, that our friend here, Phil Jimenez, said was uh, that, that I, I was I was reading this and I had the same experience. And I just like okay, so there's this paragraph here. Um,
2: oh, wait, the article is written by Gregory Schmidt. It would yeah,
1: but this so this is a quote from so so this is Gregory talking about what. Uh, Phil Jimenez said, and he says, many readers no longer want to see the effeminate stereotype of the gay man in comics. Instead, they want gay superheroes to, to body normative behavior, to live as typical males. And then the quote is, as long as the dude is dude enough, then he's acceptable. Oh my god!
0: <laughs> Seriously? Like What? What the fuck?
1: Like, this? this is an article from, like, ten years ago. It feels like you know, like, it, people are like gays, but they don't want, like, the flamboyant gays. We want them to be, like, you know, more like straight people so that they're not scary. No, fuck, man. Make whatever. Like...
0: Exactly. Like, oh my god. And I'm just, this whole article, like you said, it's a postcard from the past. Or, it honestly, though, in a way, this, is, this article is perfect because for one the new york times seriously and another like the new york times is not where i go to for cutting edge articles that are written from the perspective of today's youth you know i think the fact that we've got potentially let me let me scroll down to the author i i have my bets on what this author looks like um
1: so here's the thing. I just Let's want to see. throw this in, though. Oh,
0: look! He's an old yeah, he's a, white he's man. He's an old white
1: guy. But here's the thing that I, I need to throw in here. Is that Phil Jimenez is actually gay himself, right? Like, yeah. this is the thing that, that... So he's talking about, you know, as long as the dude is dude enough, and all this sort of thing. And he is at the same time, gay, though. And it's such a weird... Like, the whole... Oh, co- no,
0: that's a problem. That's a big problem in the gay community. Is this, like internalized homophobia just because of right. how we've grown up. You know, like, like there's um, there's a lot of internalized feelings that you don't realize are coming to the surface because, you know, you've always been gay, but the world that you've grown up in has not, and the thoughts that influenced you as a kid you know, you're going to have that, like, oh, well, the dude can't be flaming, you know, obviously, but you're not even realizing what you're saying about yourself.
1: Yeah. So it's, it, there's a lots of things about this article that made me want to talk about it. And I, I enjoy later on, they, they start talking to, um, they're talking about, uh, what is the book called? Lumberjanes. Yeah. Because I, I think that's a cool idea. And it, it I think towards the end it gets a little bit less um it feels less postcard from the pasty but um
0: well towards the end it's just nothing but quotes.
1: Right. So that m- m- maybe people. that helps. But yeah, it was very it was a very weird article.
0: It's it's weird but um like I was saying I'm I'm glad it exists and it's kind of perfect in the way that like this is clearly not someone within our community. Like, this article would be way different on the Mary Sue. Right. The fact that it's on the New York Times is fantastic that it's getting that level of coverage. And while the article does read like someone who doesn't get it, it's someone who doesn't get it that is willing to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, he's trying. He's trying. Yeah, and and I think we do need to focus on that factor of it because that is important. Like, we can't just tear apart every, you know mentally I want to, you <laughs> know, and we should we should critique these people, but we can't tear apart all these people. We can critique Because kindly. they... Yeah, because they are, you know, they are showing that they want to talk about it, and if we attack them every time they say something wrong, it's not gonna be well for us. So I do like that he's making the effort. You can tell... He doesn't use offensive language in his article. You know, he... He seems like he's genuinely trying to talk about things the right way.
2: I still think, though, he, the author, and this is just a critique, not. You know, I just think, if you're if you're a New York Times news writer, you really should go and do a little bit more research, maybe into the article and try and learn a little more about what you're writing about, and because I mean, he's, I mean, you're right, he is a, clearly an outsider looking in at our community. And, you know, this is still, you know, this quest, this issue is of homosexuality and, you know, L, L, the whole LGBTQ is still a huge question within our community of how do we, how do we accept it? You know, what, mm-hmm. you know, I, me, I'm all for inclusion, but not everyone thinks the way I do. And I think if, if an outsider is going to write, you know, at least from my perspective, I would have done a little more research and gotten to know well how where's this where did this start how has it been progressing what has been the controversy because I mean you know there was I re- Which, I remember there was a couple podcasts ago where we discussed um, Iceman just being outed by and by I fans. lost oh,
0: my shit yeah, was, I, I remember you lost your shit, shit in that, that article day. and uh, you, um, were, you were
2: blowing up Facebook with how with how pissed off you were
0: and and, and, and then I wrote the article yeah, that <laughs> and, was um, yeah you know, my. Come my on. defense my defense, sort of against against what you're saying, sort of in defense of this article, is we work for a blog site. We know what it's like when your boss says, I need an article about this now.
1: That's exactly how he sounds, too.
0: That is how Mike, pulled,
2: no. Mike pulls his whole J. Jonah Jameson impersonation out.
0: Get me pictures of spies. Oh, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, we know what it's Parker. like to 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 push out an article because that's what needs to be talked about right now. And with the uh, considering that he he makes a point in here to discuss the same-sex marriage ruling. Yeah. Um, I feel like the marriage ruling happened.
1: This is timely. And.
0: Yeah, like they. Yeah. I I think it's a very timely thing because I feel like this happened, and maybe this guy knows a little bit about comics. He's kind of in it, and then the ruling happened, and maybe his Facebook blew up, or his boss's Facebook blew up, and he said, "Hey, do something about gay characters in comic books." And so between the time of that ruling, and he's got quite a lot of quotes here, and um, and potentially you know pieces from other people. It looks like the the time to create this article is about appropriate. And like to be fair to him. The time between
1: he, he, Yeah, I'm the saying the time between the ruling are actually like he he went out and actually found they're not just anybody in the comic industry. It's actually a good yeah. sampling of actually I think most if not all of them are gay.
0: I I think we we have to be careful when we say that people need to do more research because honestly, you know, being in the community, the research has been our entire life. You know, when you're under when you're under the uh the pressure to put an article together and it's not something that you are familiar with, you do as much as you can with the time that you're given. And I think for the time that he was probably given because we are not that, you know, it was only two three weeks ago at this point that the Supreme Court made the ruling two to three weeks to put together an article for something that this guy clearly knows nothing about he did a great job
2: I don't deny that you know I I'm not I'm not saying that at all I mean, I'm sure he was under deadline constraints it's just part it's just I guess it's the, acad- it's the I mean, academic are that, that, that he coming should do... out and saying you know there need its it seems too superficial you know it's like You'd I, like I to've
1: seen more sure
2: I, I would like to have seen a little more and I, I, I yes. wish I honestly. I mean, the I understand topic, that, but I, it's
0: also the New York Times. Yeah, it's, it's like the, the New York, York Times, Times is not talking to gay geeks. They're not talking to gay geeks. We are not their demographic. This is clearly a soundbite but we piece. We could be.
2: That's the thing. We could be. We. I mean, the New York Times could. You gotta open the
0: door in. somehow. I know. You gotta open the door somehow. This is, a, uh, this is an opening of the door. If this article does well, the and people want more of this from the New York Times, they will do more but they're not going to spit because they pay their people. They're not going to spend the time and the resources and everything to put together this hugely well done. Cause also we can find well-written articles about gay comic book characters anywhere on the internet. True. Anywhere. You can find my rage piece on com. <laughs> well um, done. Great plug. Hey, oh, uh, but.
1: So send them clicks I, of what we're saying because show them that this is something that, uh, has that an they audience. Should they should be reporting on And then on they'll put, and it they'll
0: put the effort in What because I mean like okay, if you if you have two classes in school, you've got to do two papers. You know, one teacher isn't going to read the paper. She's going just going to make sure you got the pages and you're done. Right. And then you have got a teacher that you know is going to critique every sentence of your paper, which paper are you going to spend more effort on? The one right. where the
2: teacher's actually going to read the damn thing.
0: Exactly. So this is the New York Times making the article for the teacher that's not going to read it because they figure that we're not going to care about them putting together a big article about this. So Gregory Schmidt,
1: if you're listening, we want more of this. We'd like to see a follow-up article. Good start. If you need any uh, quotes from us. (laughs) You can read it at ACP.net.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's why I say like not not that we shouldn't critique them because we absolutely oh, no, should critique sure. them. Um but we do need to give the people who are not a part of the community but are trying, we need to give them a little bit of a leeway so that it's not like they tried, they failed and we ate them alive for it. Like oh, yeah. okay, you tried. Keep trying.
2: Yeah, yes. I, I'm not. You know, I'm not foaming at the mouth or anything, I and mean, I think it's a great. Oh yeah, I think it's I'm, great just, door I'm just. I'm just saying. I just want to see more. It is. I'd say exactly. Give us more.
1: Solid B, B minus. We, we, we want to see better. Yeah. Out I, mean, of
2: you. I see. I see articles like this occasionally in the Chronicle, and you know the Chronicle's um yeah. date book page is is good for writing things like this, and I'm talking about the SF Chronicle. I mean, even in their business pages, when there's a big game release, I remember when uh, Advanced Warfare came out, it was in both Datebook and in the business pages, uh, there were articles about uh, Sledgehammer Games. And I mean, so, it's getting there. You know, it's just, we, yeah. I, I just want to see more It's getting more there, it.
0: and it's not, it's not gonna, I, it's not I'm overnight. just saying, cause, yeah. it's not overnight, and it's also, we can't attack the people who stumble, because then they're not gonna want to try anymore. I agree. I... You know, and that and that goes for everything. Like, you know, I've seen a see. It's hard for me to like pick out publications where gay people aren't represented well because I live in Atlanta, <laughs> <laughs> which is like gay South mecca. Um, <laughs> but like when when I was living in Alabama, there there was a article about a. Um, We've got this guy Roy Moore. That he's anyone listening from Alabama, you know. I don't have to explain him. The guy's garbage. Um, <laughs> he he pretty much said like I don't care what the Supreme Court said. Like we're just not doing it. Like the judge. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Bagu- a he was just bagu- like no.
1: Yeah, the big. Yeah, bagu- he was big. like he was
0: like no. We're just we're just not gonna do it. And uh, then there was an article in the paper of, and you know, there's a paper in Alabama, and they wrote a whole article about why he was wrong and why this ruling needed to be followed and it it was written very like i don't like the ruling but this is the law and you need to follow the law and it's like all right you weren't entirely for gay rights there but you are for following the law you are for enacting it you're taking some good baby steps (laughs) and the gay community was like all right we're not going to get pissed about this because at the very least they want the law to be followed and once the law is being followed and they kind of get used to it that, you know, massage it in. <laughs> you yeah, gotta
1: ease into it you know, like like getting you know, into a hot if... bathtub <laughs> Exactly Exactly, oh, if
0: if, uh, if we had, you know, gone off on them and been like, fucking how dare you like, yes he needs to follow the law but how fucking dare you not agree with us then they're never gonna be on our side again
1: I enjoy the fact that you slightly got southern there
0: Yeah, How it happens. fucking dare you how fucking dare you?
1: So yeah, well, this is uh, it's a good article. And I'm also really surprised that the fight, that, the, 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 the passion that we thought was going to come up during the Final Fantasy thing came up during this instead. <laughs> That's bizarre. I want to mention one more thing about this though because I don't know when this happened. I haven't been paying enough attention to Midnighter. I like Midnighter, but apparently his solo series here, his popularity, it says here, his popularity stems from efforts to make his sexual orientation just one aspect of his character. For instance, he also likes to fight and is promiscuous. Um...
0: Uh, John Constantine? (laughs) Constantine. Midnighter,
1: here's the thing, Midnighter was part of a couple. Because Midnighter and and Apollo were like the Batman-Superman of their universe, but they just happened to be together the way that, you know, Batman-Superman probably should be. But (laughs) they've made him promiscuous? Does that mean he's single? Because if that's so, then I'm really pissed off again at DC.
0: Well... Remember, DC is against all forms of love at this point. Oh, that's true. No no permanent forms of love. Marriage and love are not allowed in the DC universe, gay or straight. I'm still mad, but gay or straight.
2: And this is why I kind of got out of American comics, because I I never really got into it in the first place. But some of the arbitrary stuff DC does makes no sense, which is why I read... DC Vertigo rather than Straight DC or I read Image Comics is <laughs> Straight awesome. DC That's a good choice I, and, image, um, I, and might I say the Peter Panzerfaust comics are amazing by image
1: just since we're on the topic of comics Okay Sorry Excellent. No, you. that's, uh, that's a fact
0: No, I'm clicking through uh, some articles and things checking things to talk about um
1: well, we're almost done here actually. Yeah, we're we're, we're up we? against the time limit here. We're at like fifty minutes or so. So my thing we just can talk about one more thing, hour. maybe. I,
0: I I will throw in my two little thoughts. Uh one, Game of Thrones Risk coming in August. Don't buy Game of Thrones Risk, buy there's another game that has come out that is exactly like Risk, but way more intense and way more about the Game of Thrones universe. And it's a lot more fun. What's it called? Um, So
1: is it just called Game of Thrones or something? I
0: think it's just called Game of Thrones. Let me let me check if it's got a specific title. um, Because there was the big announcement of oh Game of Thrones Risk, and I'm like, wait, I've already played a Game of Thrones game, and it was way more fun.
1: Yeah, let's Um, let's just go out like for taking a second here to say, um, Risk is a fun game for when you're young and just getting into board games. But if you speak to any person, basically who likes board games and plays board games for any length of time Risk is kind of shit
2: Yeah
0: Okay, um, it's apparently just called Game of Thrones The Board Game
2: Oh, I've seen that, that Um, looks awesome
0: It's, okay, look for a game that is the entire map of Westeros because it combines elements of Risk, some elements of Settlers of Catan a little bit of D&D going on Um, Oh yeah, no, I've seen the box
2: it looks amazing I have seen it at theater yeah, Games. there. It's, you a go. it's great.
0: It's a huge game and it will take you like probably two to three times to actually learn the rules of it. But once you do, it's a ton of fun. And my other quick little thing, uh apparently PewDiePie made nearly six million dollars in two thousand fourteen.
1: Yeah, he makes he makes and millions of dollars on Google
0: ad revenue. Yeah. And people were shitting on him about that, and the thing is, I'm not a hardcore PewDiePie fan, but he put ads on his videos and he makes videos because that's what he likes to do. He has found a way to make money doing what he loves, and I will never fault that. Dude, good on him. Like, never. Yeah, good on him. if
1: you're upset that he makes yeah. that much money, you sh- you should be uh, devoting your energy and time into doing something you love instead, in a in a constructive way, and maybe you'll be the guy making seven point almost seven point five million dollars in twenty fourteen, according to this. Exactly,
0: article. like good on PewDiePie. You know, I'm not a fan of his channel, but I'm proud of what he's done because. Gaming along with cosplay is becoming more seen as more legitimate in the eyes of other people, and that is badass.
1: Right on. Hell yeah. Okay, so the wrap up I'm just going to tell everybody to go and look at the article about um, Google's deep dream um, because we haven't given anybody nightmares through this entire podcast, and if you go look at that, it will give you nightmares.
0: Oh my god! Oh my god! It literally... Fuck! Why? Why did I click it? Yeah. Now... Oh my god. Now now I kind
1: of need to see this. I don't
0: like it. I don't like it.
1: Because, see, so, okay, let's just talk about it. Who cares cares about the time limits? Fuck this. What, in the name of God? Deep Dream is Google's artificial neural network, right? What it does is it is a thing that actually scans photographs or images or whatever, and the computer basically tries to identify what it's seeing. But um the way that it's set up is that there's certain things that it's it's kind of like prime to see like birds or animals or buildings or faces whatever and so they found that you can run things through it uh kind of recessively where it does a couple passes at it and it will start making nightmare imagery um and so if in that article that we linked to when you go to the, the, the first link within the actual body text will show you some of the older ones and uh, it's photos that they've run through this process. So somebody seeing this and realizing, "Holy crap! This is trippy as shit!" and scares the hell out of me. Said, "Why don't we run the movie *Fear and Loathing* uh, in Las, Las Vegas, Vegas through Google's neural network?" Oh my and god! The outcome. This is
0: so fucking horrifying. I don't like it.
1: The, I want some. I, I I literally want to make a movie using this.
2: This is insane. I I'm not necessarily horrified, you know what, just, I'm
0: more like I can't
2: stop looking.
0: You know what? Just make a uh, just fucking put the uh, Silent Hill PT through this. <laughs> oh <my God>. Fuck. <laughs> oh my god, the Mad Max. Oh. oh, oh god, put yeah. Mad Max. Someone put.
2: Oh my god.
0: Someone put Fury Road through Deep Dream. Oh my god, no. Uh uh-uh. uh. Where? What where? Where
2: Ghost, is that? What about Ghostbusters through Deep Dream?
0: Oh my God! No, thank you. Hold on. I just that whole thing with Gozer. Oh shit.
1: Yeah. So that that's my horrifying favorite tip to everybody. Uh, wow, Max. Wow. What
0: is okay? Oh so what is God. Deep Dream?
1: So Deep Dream is literally just the um, Google has built and it's a, a neural network. So. Basically it's what's going to turn into Skynet and kill us all But um, It's it's a, it's a It's a thing that they use in order To identify images And they can run image, uh, Photographs and stuff through To help identify things right? So like they're
0: uh-huh. um... Oh my god Whatever you do don't google images of Deep Dream <laughs> Oh my god
2: don't do what Google image deep dream
0: like do Google image search of deep dream oh fuck I've never clicked out of a website faster so like where are people finding this
1: so here's the so so um, Google posted a blog article about how uh, neural networks that they like the one that they've built can be used to Help find images, classification, speech recognition, all these sorts of things, right? And they use mathematical methods. But then they discovered that they could adjust the parameters of it and then set it up so that they could essentially make it dream. What the and hell? And it can make its own pictures now. So uh, here, I'll send you a link where.
0: Oh my God! I found I found where you can put a picture in.
1: Right, and so th- I'm
0: gonna, the Stone Chen is nuts. Picture. I'm going to put in a picture of myself.
1: So they eventually released it to the public and you could enter images into it. And so people have started doing that. And basically, this is how computers see us. And uh, this is why they're going to destroy us eventually.
0: Okay, well, I've uploaded a photo. And let's see okay apparently it takes a week to process the image.
1: okay so here's everyone's homework so... put in images
0: <laughs> Oh no I'm saying I, I have put in my image
1: when they come back I've got
0: I've got my link I've got my link to my deep dream and then uh, maybe on next week's podcast we will have.
1: I think we my should.
0: my image finished and we can put it up with the article so people can see the side by side comparison. It's a dorky picture of me at Wizarding World of Harry Potter, but it was the first picture I could grab. Um,
1: All right, let's do that. This is excellent. And with that, let's sign off. <laughs> Today yes. has been very varied and we end with nightmares. So <laughs> thank you, Ellie. Thank you. David. I'm awake
0: for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh let's do our roundup up here. So Facebook, the Ace of Geeks Podcast, uh at Ace of Geeks on Twitter and Instagram, ace of geeks.tumblr.com the blog is ace of geeks.net, and uh the ace of geeks on Google Plus. Anybody else have anything they want to plug? Anything? Um
0: Um my new gaming podcast, Omega Reactor.
1: Look it up, Omega Reactor. Apparently uh very intense this week.
0: Yes. Um but we're omega reactor Um I'm late uploading today's episode. <laughs> uh,
1: but see, if you but, put it up, by the time this goes up tomorrow, nobody will know that you were late, except for the fact that you just outed yourself.
2: <laughs> and then uh, um, you guys can find me at, uh, at DSLosi on Twitter. Um, I'll probably end up reposting at most uh, most Ace of Geese, Geek, Geeks articles there, but yeah. Follow me if you want.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, on Twitter. I'm Ellie underscore A underscore Collins. <laughs>
1: And I am at Agent Foo on Twitter. See so you guys all, well, I don't know, not next week, I guess, uh, guaranteed, but folks online, please check us out. Bye. And I
2: still wear the belt. Bye. Oh, you <laughs> bastard.
1: All right, ending